Big Ten Schedule Version 3 is finally out. Let's talk about it. Mom, thanks for watching. Well, like I told you a few weeks ago or a few months ago or 15 years ago, something, I predicted that there would be football this year, and I thank God that I was right. I really didn't have any reason to believe other than I just thought it would happen, and I said it'd be a weird season. Well, it turns out it's going to be a really, really weird season, and um, we heard the officials of it finally last week. I didn't rush out to get a quick cast here, I apologize, but the reason I didn't is I've gotten into this rhythm, especially with Purdue Sports, that there isn't really any reason to hurry right now. Uh, things come about, and then we wait. For instance, we've been hearing for, what, four or five days that Rondale Moore might be coming back to Purdue, might be considering it, and some pretty good sources out there, some pretty trustworthy sources are actually saying there's reason to believe it's a possibility. That doesn't mean it's going to happen, that means that it's a possibility. Myself, and if you follow us on Twitter, you know that um, I don't really believe it's going to happen. Jay doesn't really believe it's going to happen. Um, and I don't feel any reason to get my hopes up at this point. I think even without more, that's going to be a good wide receiver core. There's so many reasons to have hope. So much speed, so much skill. This is a good receiving core. But with Rondell Moore, Purdue would be flat out deadly. I just saw on Twitter right before I got on here, the over-under for Purdue's season uh, after the schedule was released was 3.5 wins. I say over, and I say over by quite a bit. I'm not a betting man. You guys might know that. I think you know that if you've been listening or watching for a while. I don't bet on Purdue sports, but I do think Purdue is going to win more than more than four games. Probably five to six games is my is where I would land right now. There are some questions we've got before we would get the cart in front of the horse on how would they get to that many wins. And to me, there are a couple things that you got to think about. Um, you got to think about weather. This is like my biggest thing. This has been the the pain in Jeff Brom's side since he got to Purdue. Man, Purdue teams struggle in bad weather, and the really bad news, three of the games this year will be later than most of Purdue's end-of-the-season games. November 28th is the first one of those three. That's pretty late in the season, especially in the northern Midwest. It's going to be cold. It will probably be windy, and the weather will probably be inclement. Now, that's a tough thing for Purdue to swallow. It's a tough thing for Jeff Brom to swallow just because, man, the record's not great when the weather's bad. So if Purdue could get lucky, have some good weather, who knows? But that's my biggest concern. Not really the schedule, not the way that lays out. It's the weather. And if you look at that schedule, it's pretty easy to say why I got there. I think that this schedule is... is um, I can think of one other schedule that was, was a good, really good schedule in the last 20 years. It was back towards the middle end of Tiller's time, and that was the, the year that a lot of pollsters believed in Purdue, and uh, Purdue had a big returning defense and a very solid offense, and uh, that didn't go very well. This Purdue team is pretty experienced. You've got a lot of parts back, a lot of guys that have played, a lot of downs. You've got an offense that's going to be very experienced, and you've got weapons for days like we were talking about earlier. That's all positive. But let's look at it. Let's look at it for a second. Uh, the game start, the, the season starts out, Iowa comes to Purdue right away, then Purdue at Illinois, Purdue at Wisconsin, Northwestern at Purdue, Purdue at Minnesota, and then those three games deep in November and December, November 28th, uh, Rugger comes to Purdue, then uh, Nebraska at Purdue, and then Purdue at IU. Honestly, the Purdue at IU game um, is the most attractive one, of course, because 
I use weather tends to be pretty decent. Um, Southern Indiana gets a, is a little bit better than specifically uh, New Jersey or um, uh, Minnesota or Nebraska or any place in the normal Big Ten, uh, Chicago area, Michigan, wherever you want to go. Um, Southern Indiana is about as good as you can get. So that's a pretty good draw. And the other thing that's really good is the Purdue, the outer divisional games that stuck from the original schedule. In case you don't know, the schedule was based heavily upon the original schedule. Um, the, the one that got dropped was Michigan. So Purdue loses Memphis, Air Force, Boston College, and Michigan. That's four bowl teams off the schedule. And while that might hurt your, you know, potential ranking or strength of schedule ranking, that sort of thing, I don't know if we should be looking at the season that way, like you do a typical season where you say, to be the best, you got to play the best. To me, and to a lot of people that I know, a good friend of mine said, and I'll quote him here, the victory might just be playing this year. And I think there's truth there, right? The, the Big Ten measures are going to be very tough if there's a uh, uh, COVID-19 positive. It's not 14 days out, it's 21. That's steep. That's going to hurt. Uh, there's no doubt. And the, you know, the thing that you got to look at is guys are going to get the, the virus. Guys are going to contract it. Um, and it looks like a very, very, very high percentage of them have gone through athletes and young people generally with zero symptoms, which is fantastic. Now, how can you get through a season being unscathed? So there are a couple questions that are going to come right away. Number one, how do you deal with variables? This is the most variable-ridden season we will ever see in our lifetime. You've got an unusual few amount of games. You've got these rules that will keep players out of playing if they contract the virus. You've got uh, stadiums with no people in them. That is a big deal. And I don't think that can be discounted. If you watch NBA basketball, if you watch NFL football, if you watch other college football games... It's an odd thing to see a big, empty stadium. The Big Ten looks like they're not going to have any fans in the stadium for all all season. I think that was one of the things that got the season done, actually, because there were some presidents that were just opposed, absolutely opposed with the idea of there being football this year, and one of the ways to get it done was that. Uh, there are a couple other things, I think, that were clearly just kind of, okay, This is this, these are the compromises, so we're moving forward. And they're going to be a little bit tough to deal with. So the question is, do you have a coach that can get your guys ready and get them motivated without having parents and families in the stands, without having the rivalry and the intense fans from Wisconsin, for instance, on the other side? I think we do have a good coach for that. I think, I think Purdue is prepared well because they've got a great coach. And that leads me to another point. It's probably time for Brom to uh, show a little bit more. Uh, meaning take an extra step. And that extra step, that next step, will be beating a good team on the road. So, there's some opportunity here. You've got Minnesota, which Minnesota was a 10-win team last year. Minnesota is going to be tested, I think, right away. They're not sneaking up on anybody, so who knows where they'll be by the middle of the season. That is the uh, fifth game for Purdue. You've got at Wisconsin. That's a big deal. Illinois is a road game. That's a road team. Um, <clears throat> that's a bowl team, pardon me, um, which is hard to get used to, the idea of Illinois being pretty good. But they could be good again. Who knows? They were solid last year. Northwestern is in the rankings. IU is in one of the rankings. Um, but Northwestern is pretty surprising when you really think about it. They have they had three wins last year. I think Fitzgerald's a great coach. I understand why some people would put him up there, but still, that's a pretty high ranking for a team coming off a three-win season without uh, a juggernaut of an offense or a tremendous defense. We'll see what happens with Northwestern this year across the other side. So again, it's a very advantageous schedule. It's... Um, 
there's a huge amount of opportunity for Purdue to do some stuff here and to use this bridge year. Let's call it a bridge year. Let's call it a gap year, whatever you want to do. It's a very unusual situation, but there's opportunity for Purdue to take another step as a program, even though the season is going to be odd. What do you think? You can sound off down here in the comments or back in Twitter. Uh, make sure to subscribe if you've never uh, subscribed to this channel before. Appreciate you being here. And uh, hope you're excited about football. I can tell you, this last weekend felt like fall. Man, is that great to have things feeling normal. And it's my favorite season of the year. It's good to feel like football's coming. Have a great day. God bless you. And hammer down. BS all the time. <laughs>